Hello, this is Lisa Rusick and Misty Lore with the podcast We're All Psychic. And today we have an amazing guest. We were on his podcast and today he is on our podcast. And Phil, Paranormal Phil, would you like to say hello? Hello, everybody. And uh, can you hear I don't me? hear them. I think they're saying it in their in their spirits. They're ah. saying hello back. <laughs> yes. Misty, hello, Misty. hello, hello, hello. Misty, would you like to ask Phil the question? I would love to. Bill, hmm? do you think that we're all psychic? I believe we do have all that ability and everything like that. When we are young, um, we're not corrupted by the everyday world, and we're allowed to see and communicate with the spirit world. But a lot of times when we grow older, we're um, told that it's not real, it's not, uh, just our imagination. And that belly gets pushed from our third eye here all the way back to our deepest subconscious mind, and it gets locked away. It's still there, but mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know how to unlock that ability. I agree. We agree, and a lot of people on the podcast agree with what you just said who have been on before. They say, you know, some people, like Misty was one of those people who, when she was younger, she blocked it out. And then she's in the past few years, she's been opening it back up and relearning. I mean, she had it when she was born and then she kind of shut it down and then she's bringing it back out. She's opening it back up. She's waking it back up. However you want to put it. She's working. Well, yeah, it's, it's scary. You know, when you've had it locked up, you know, you're going to open yeah. it. It's scary. There's a reason it was locked. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so, Phil, how would you... Um, how did you get to that conclusion? Like, are, have you had a psychic experience? Uh, well, I've had the ability since I was five years old. That's the earliest memory of it. Um, or at least the earliest memory of being able to see and communicate with spirits. Um, I had my first experience when I was five years old. I uh, went out to the kitchen when I was uh, around midnight at night and most kids shouldn't be asleep at that age, but uh, I wasn't. And I was always the mischief child. But uh, I went out there and I saw this little boy playing with a ball on top of the refrigerator. And like I said, most kids would be like, what the hell is that? Or go back to bed. Me, I was like, no, I want to play with that ball. Come down here. (laughs) So that, I mean, that's the earliest memory of being able to see and communicate with spirits. And then I just grew from there uh, with the interest in the paranormal. Um, when I was 15, my parents would take us on a trip to Calgary Stampede, uh, Calgary, Alberta, Canada for the Stampede every year. And around 15, uh, I would, most kids would want like some kind of toy or something like that to enjoy the trip especially in the early 80s yeah. uh there was no internet so <laughs> kids would want toys and stuff mm-hmm. like that me of course i wanted a book on bigfoot nice i like bigfoot. i love bigfoot so listeners i'm gonna i'm gonna interrupt phil for a minute listeners if you haven't figured it out paranormal phil does a podcast called talk in the night misty and i were guests what was it about two weeks ago phil yeah and um, we we covered a lot of the bases in his podcast about what he's been through and stuff, but we're going to tell you on our podcast or he's going to tell you. So yeah. something interesting that I learned on your podcast, Paranormal Phil, is um, 
when you described both being sensitive psychic and also exploring the dangerous stuff, the, the spooky stuff, the explorations, the things he used to do when you're younger and still do. So listeners, he explores a lot of the mysteries, ghost hunting, stuff like that. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Well, I mean, if you are you asking like um, the different cases that I've worked on? Yeah. Uh, sure. Uh, I've been on so many. <laughs> What's your favorite one? Yeah, there you go. Your favorite uh, one. The, the, the probably the favorite one is the Omen House, which sits 150 feet away from where the Manson murders happened. Uh, yeah, I've oh, had so many experiences there. Um, the first time I went there, um, I didn't want to know anything of the location because it would interrupt my ability to, uh, use my third eye to see what's going on. So I did not want to know anything other than the murders happened at the end of the drive. So my friend took me out there. He had known David Oldman and he's got his own YouTube channel. Uh, people want to check that out. And my friend drove out there. He knew him, but only by phone or internet uh, or like Facebook and stuff like that, but never met him in person. So he was meeting him for the first time as well, but he had talked to him. I didn't know David. So all I knew was, like I said, the murders happened at the end of the drive. And my friend drove out there. I was in the passenger seat navigating and we're on the freeway about 40 miles away. And I knew where we were at the time. We were on the freeway, so we weren't getting lost there. We had to wait till we got to Los Angeles before I started navigating towards the hills of Beverly Hills because you can get lost there, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I was like, let me pull, while we're waiting, let me pull up my phone and pull up Google Earth and look on the map just to see the surrounding area, what it's like. Uh, just in case we need to make certain turns and stuff like that when we get there. And I looked on my on Google Earth on my phone and I zoomed into David Oman's house and I started feeling this like right there. There's a portal to the spirit world right there. I would point in it and try to show my friend while he's driving 80 miles per hour down the freeway. <laughs> Which probably is not a good thing, but <laughs> here, here, here. <laughs> and he's like, just tell me about it and uh tell me also uh, when we get there. So we get there. I stood in the spot where I was pointing at on the map, and I said, This is where I was filling the portal. Uh and then we walked up to the door, knocked on the door, and David came out. And then Steve goes, tell David what you told me. And I went to the spot. I pointed out the spot. I said, I told him what I was feeling, that there was a portal. And this is, again, when I saw this, we were 40 miles away. Yeah. So we were not right on top of the spot. And, of course, David can attest to this. If anybody speaks to David, he will attest to this. This is what he is. He, he had a shocked look on his face like, how the hell did he know without knowing? <laughs> uh, 
because the spot that I was standing on, a five-gallon bucket of water full, tipped uphill by itself, which is impossible without some right. kind of force. Wow. Yeah, that's something. You know, um, I, uh, I love, you know, hearing about that kind of stuff. It's really cool. But um, on that particular one, um, it's been actually told, stories have been told that actually that place was, you know, haunted before the murders even happened. Um, do you agree with that? You know, as far as- Oh, yeah, there's a- there? Oh, yeah, there's a high electromagnetic field all in that canyon. Like, like this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where normal um, range is like one to 2,000, somewhere around there. Uh, we were hitting spikes of six to 8,000 milligrams. Wow. Unbelievable. Wow. So is that the strongest you've ever been? Um, yeah, I've been, I've been to other locations where there's strong electromagnetic fields, but um, as far as having the equipment to look and test that, that was the only place. Okay. Uh, the first place, I should say. So do you think that that had anything to do with uh, them being murdered in the house or do you just think it was a coincidence? No, that was actually because Manson, there was somebody living in the house. Right, I, I know the story, but yeah. do you really think that- um, I don't like, think that had a, a part to play in this, no. Yeah, okay. It's just, it, it's just eerie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, all of it, it's just crazy. So Phil, I, love, I was, I was kind of wondering, um, when we did our podcast with you, um, I had a lot of questions I wanted to ask you for our podcast. And one of them is um, when you realized, like you were different maybe for, I don't know, maybe a lot of kids at five seeing something on the fridge, you know, something like that, not knowing it was dangerous or weird or not, you know, or whatever, not knowing anything, just like there's a kid on the fridge playing with a ball. I want that ball. Right. You know, <laughs> do you feel like that, like maybe people getting older and they're they hit puberty and they get self-conscious they start you know developing empathy and fears and stuff that they maybe didn't have before and what if, what, what kind of advice would you have for somebody who like for me my psychic stuff started coming out when I hit puberty and I didn't know what it was so for for example someone listening to the podcast who might relate to what you're saying but at an older age and maybe they had some fears what would you recommend to them seeing these things, experiencing these things and try to get rid of the fears? That's a good question. Uh, yeah, it is a great question. And of course, like luckily my parents, uh, uh, my mom was able to see spirits. So it, she validated my experience. And a lot of parents don't do that. Yeah. Um, and that kind of helps calm the fear. But if you don't have that, um, I, I would recommend seeking out somebody that does have the ability like myself to talk to them uh, mm -hmm. because I mean, there it, like I'm going back to the Omen house because there was another example where a lady was um, just new to her and she was in her twenties. She was new to her abilities as an empath and we had uh, rented out the house next door, which had a darker energy to it. So she came out feeling physically ill. Mm -hmm. And I said, uh, somebody pointed it out to me and I was sitting outside monitoring all the cameras. That was my job. 
<laughs> for the most part. But anyways, she came out. She was feeling like she wanted to puke on the ground and everything like that. So I went up to her. I said, uh, uh, what's wrong and everything like that? Check it on her. And she said, I feel physically ill for being in that house. So I said, tell you what, stand up, take a cup, close your eyes, take a couple of deep breaths. And then imagine the brightest white light that you can imagine. And she did so, and instantly she felt better. So, again, that's not going to work on everybody because not everybody's going to take the time to do it. Well, some but people have a hard I, time I, visualizing stuff like that, yeah, too. It's yeah. like if they haven't well, done yeah, it a lot. Then it's, at, you know, at the same time, I was also projecting some of the white light off of me to help her. Right. So that's why I said it's not going to work for everybody. But yeah, and it's like everybody can have something that'll work for them. Yeah. Um, one thing I had a, I have, a, we have a friend named Melanie who's been on the podcast, and um, I was feeling unsafe in the place I used to live at. So she says, "Well, what, what do you need?" She she was running through what, what would make you feel better, and uh, I kind of pinned it down to I feel like if there was a dude in the house i lived alone i live alone and i was like if there was a dude in the house i'd feel safer i don't know why but i would and i had a situation where a neighbor was harassing me my next door neighbor so i and she says well lisa she says why don't you ask saint uh saint michael i said i'm i was raised catholic you know archangel michael to fill your apartment with a warm male presence of safety energy mm -hmm. and i was like mm, okay i'll try that and i did in my head i asked and within, while I was asking, I just felt this warm, just safety come through the house. Like, you know, and it just, everything felt secure, safe. I felt protected and it did feel masculine, you know? Yeah. Um, so there's, there, that's another like technique. If you like angels, if you connect yeah. with angels. Yeah, that's yeah, also yeah. goes on different belief systems too. Right. Like, yeah. I'm wicked. Yes. Uh, so I call on the uh, guardians of the watchtower. Um, and my spirit guides to help me yes. with, the, with that white light. And right. yeah. it all depends on the religion. Well, it you does. know, I do, I, I've done the same thing, but I didn't really know until I talked to other people, of course, you know, because you, you do things to protect you, but you don't know what everybody else does, you know. But um, when, when I was like that, I, I would imagine um, angel wings surrounding me like in a bubble, mm -hmm. you know, and that was my protection. And it felt good and it felt safe to me. So, you know, that kind of was like a white light. And like Lisa said, hers was kind of the same too. And, and yours as well. It's all about, you know, that feeling of protection. Yeah. And it can come within, it can come from without, it can come from Yeah, you just gotta get it. You some energy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and, and um, being open to uh, you know sensing the security given to you by whatever method you choose, right? Um, and I, and, I, and you know, Phil and Missy, I believe most of the people listening to this podcast have tried these things, and um, or they're going to because of this yeah. podcast. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so, uh, Phil, I was wondering. Um, I would like to uh, ask you a few questions about your sure. podcast. So listeners, like I told you, he does talk in the night and now his podcast is live and it is on Monday through Friday for two hours a night. What, what are the, it's my central time. It was nine to 11. Right. And um, is that right, Phil? 
Yeah, Central Time is nine to eleven. And and it's just his show is I've listened to it and it's just you wouldn't believe the guests he have the the he has the stories that are told uh just yes he explores all the angles of mysteries and it's it's really fun podcast you got to check it, it out so what made you want to do that uh, you said in in your podcast with us that you've been doing yeah. this for ten years so yeah, what made you do talk in the night uh well I when I was in my early twenties I got turned on to uh coast to coast am a late night uh pot, uh radio show love coast to coast traditional radio for those that do not know what it is and of course nowadays it's run by george nori and uh personally i think he's become more of a salesman than uh, a radio host but <laughs> so i stopped listening to it but when i started listening art bell the late art bell was the one that was hosting the show and I was like, this is interesting. And of course, being interested in all aspects of the paranormal, not just uh, ghosts and hauntings and stuff, but Bigfoot, cryptid creatures, uh, UFOs, aliens, yeah. all that aspects of it. So I was like, this is interesting hearing this stuff. And so I, I would listen to that show. Of course, on the West Coast, it was from 10 o'clock at night till three in the morning. So I would listen the whole five hours uh, and never get sleep. But uh, I was like, this is interesting. And so over the years, it just gave me that interest in doing radio. Then I started doing a show because um, I had a paranormal team out in California called PRT, um, which was um, Paranormal Research Team of Riverside. And I said, let me, somebody told me about, uh, I was listening to a friend do a internet radio show and I was like, I can do this. So I went on this speaker. I was doing 30 minute shows, just me talking, no guests, me talking about the paranormal and experiences and everything like that. So I would do that. And then I increased it to three days a week. and. Eventually, I started getting to where I was getting enough listeners to where I said, let me add guests to the show. Mm -hmm. And then in 2016, I, and there was times that I would have to stop the show because of some kind of uh, financial or other personal reasons. But uh, in well, I just left them waiting for more. Yeah. yeah. In 2016, I said i'm not running this paranormal team no more so why that name so i said i love uh, since i have guests on and since i love and got the inspiration from talking tonight let me kind of model my show after coast to coast am so i was like okay let me think of names that i can come up with and talking the night came to my brain and i said that's it i like that's it what i want to do it's yeah. perfect. It is. It is. <laughs> it's a perfect name. And um, I, yeah. I love it. Hey, Misty, you got some questions for Phil? No, I do. Oh, I know you do. Um, <laughs> you know, we were talking, or you were just talking about like UFOs and stuff too. Um, do you, have you ever had any encounters with um, UFOs before? I have only had one um, where it, I was looking up at the night sky 
and something zipped across the screen, stopped on a dime, and I'm talking it was going full speed. It zipped this way and then back the other way. <laughs> and nothing that I know in our um, arsenal of the U.S., uh, no aircraft can do that. Right, right. Not at the speed that it was doing. Yeah. I mean, imagine. Uh, Where were you? Were you in uh, Texas? No, Southern California. Southern California. Um, I think it was, I was out near the desert at the time. So um, you can see a lot more out there. And there's like, oh, it's yeah. endless. You can see a yes. million miles. <laughs> but anyways, I mean, I was like, there's nothing in our uh, military aircraft that can do that, that I know of. Uh, but as I was about to say is imagine a meteor streaking across the sky, but then it stops on a dime. Yeah, yeah. You, you're not gonna see that. Yeah, you're not. No. Uh, so that, you how thinking? big was it? Like, was it? Uh, well, I mean, to me, it looked like a um, probably the size of a meteor at the okay. time because of the height. Okay. okay. And okay. the distance off, as you know, the more further away, the smaller it looks. So. Right. 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 That's so cool. Yeah. That's uh, neat. What What are you wanting to do now, Phil? What is what are your goals now? I mean, you've done so much in the past. What are you wanting to do now? Uh, I mean, my radio show is pretty much it. Um, I don't do investigations anymore. Okay. Um, really, I mean, if if some team calls me in for something, especially working with the darker energy entities and stuff like that, yeah, I might go. But otherwise, as far as the team goes, no. Because even when I was with the team, I preferred to be by myself because I was more open to the spirit world and I could do digital recordings to uh, get that without the contamination of somebody talking nearby. Right, right. And, and don't you think that you get you can get like a better reading doing it that way as well? Instead of having other people, oh, yeah. it, you know, you can yeah, their energy around you, especially yeah. with other people around me. Yeah. They got their own spirits with them. So they're, they're right. going to be like, so what would you suggest? Like if somebody was going through something like that, um, would you suggest they call somebody like you or what could they do to protect themselves? Um, you know, if that did happen to them, if they did have a haunting. Well, if they have a haunting, I would recommend contacting a team and do your due diligence on the team because make sure that they're uh, reputable and everything like that. Uh, I've come across people that contacted other teams before that were not reputable and then they can't end up contacting me. Right. And, uh, other teams I worked with. So right. it, it's like, Make sure you do your due diligence on that. Now, mm -hmm. if you do have that darker energy, look for somebody in your area um, because it, I I don't have the way to travel <laughs> a lot right now. So uh, I can't exactly pick up and uh, I could take the train to the airport and fly somewhere, but <laughs> right. I, I, personally, I love to have all my equipment and it's a lot of equipment to try and carry on a plane <laughs> so. I bet. <laughs> yeah, imagine. yeah 
So what 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 would they do to protect themselves until they could get somebody else? <clears throat> uh now if you do have that darker energy if you again with the white light uh try to surround your home with that positive energy that white light um again imagine that white light if you can uh and make sure that your home is there's positive energy because those darker entities hate that yes i agree Um, but if you really need the help, uh, now I will state this uh, because I had to deal with it with another case. Where is if I do the cleansing, it's up to you to keep it out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because uh, I'll state this: the one person I did a cleansing for, they were messing with the darker arts of the cult, which yeah. I did not know. And um, they yeah. allowed it back in. See, and, waste of your time, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, so they uh, the client ended up calling us back in, and well, it wasn't the person that was messing with the cult that called us back in. It was the sister, but <laughs> right uh, that was living there. But she got kicked out because of the people they they just dealt with the darker arts of the cult, and, mm. and there's, I was like there ain't nothing else i can do there right uh, you're moving out uh, that's probably the best that is the best uh, outcome for you right uh, to get out of that situation because right. they're only destroying themselves they're but, playing with fire yeah yeah but if you're not doing that i mean just uh, like i said uh, fill the home with positive energy but if you can't end up contacting um me or somebody in uh, depending on your faith like a catholic priest or uh father uh, or uh somebody from the christian faith or whatever your belief system is and have them help you because every religion has somebody that can help you okay that's good advice i like that All right, i have a question phil um and, and listeners i forgot to say in the beginning of this podcast it's also a video podcast and we got fancy for it we have all kinds of cool backgrounds so go look on spotify if you want to see it i'll put it in the description but phil um you know in, in the podcast we were on your show when we were on your show um listeners or in watchers he told us that one of one thing missy asked, what do you want to do next and i remember something you said that you had an ambition about and that was going to Alcatraz and going in that solitary confinement room that nobody's been in there before by themselves with the door closed. And you said you wanted to do that. So I have a yeah. question for you. Sure. What is what is the curiosity for you about these dark energies? What do you want to know about them? Why do you want to learn about them? Why do you study them? Why do you what's what's the interest there? Well, I, I do it because I, I know I got that ability to get rid of them. Um, yeah. And everything like that. It, 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 I use my abilities for good to help cleanse people, uh, people's homes and stuff like that too. But I also, I guess, I want to show people that you don't have to be afraid of them. Yeah, and that's why I talked about Alcatraz. Um, like uh, like uh, Lisa was saying, that I want to go into that solitary confinement cell, which no team on TV 
or nobody that I know of has ever wanted to go in alone. Nobody's ever wanted to go in with the lights out, even mm. uh, with the door open. And nobody's wanted to go in with the door closed, even with more people. I want to do all three. I want to go in by myself with the lights out, with the door closed, sit there for 30 minutes to an hour. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the scariest, um, uh, supposedly the scariest um, solitary confinement cell on Alcatraz. Uh, a lot of murderers have been in there. And I'm, I'm thinking maybe I can bring that light into there and maybe it won't be so scary. But yeah. I also want to show people that if you go into a location like that with surrounded by a white light, surrounded uh, with no fear, these things will run from you. Yeah. They have nothing to All take from you. Yeah. They want your fear. And if you have none, then they have nothing they can get from us. Right, right. That's <laughs> Seems of, like. Right? Yeah, yeah, they'll try if, if we can keep our bubbles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> keep our bubbles. So Paranormal Phil, um, we've already told the listeners and watchers that they can find your podcast, but would you like to tell them everywhere, anywhere they can find you and find out about you? Sure. If people go to talkingthenight.com, you can find out about the show, all kinds of things about the show, uh, what's coming up. Uh, I have story of the day, this day in history. I got list of guests, um, talking the night news. I'm working on a newsletter. Uh, which eventually, if I find time to finish it, I'll, uh, <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> uh, but you can find out what's coming up next and everything like that. What guests I got coming up? Uh, so much up there. Here's uh, a lot. You do a lot, Phil. And listeners and watchers, I can't recommend his show enough. And and uh, you know, I I really enjoyed being a guest. I did too. Two hours, five days a week. I mean, it's entertainment that never ends. And it was like, oh yeah. And um, I would paranormal that I deal with. Yeah, you do all kinds of stuff. Uh, Last last week, I had somebody talking about um, mental health, uh, dating and relationships, terrorism. Uh, and then I did have one paranormal show, but I do a wide variety of topics, mostly the paranormal, but I have guests on to talk about technology and science, health and wellness, dating and relationships, politics and conspiracies, and veterans issues, which uh, May 30th through June 2nd, I think it is, uh, I got veteran organizations coming on the show to talk about that. Oh, cool. That's just awesome. do a lot for people. Yeah. Um, I would like to ask one last question. Um, I always like to ask our guests to give listeners and watchers advice. If they're just starting out learning about psychic abilities, magic, energy work, healing, any paranormal, what, what would you be your advice to someone just starting out? Maybe they have an interest in paranormal activity and that's where they want to start to learn about it. What would be your advice? Um, well, I've had people ask me this question before. Uh, and the thing I tell people is if you got an interest in the paranormal, study up on it, look into it, uh, read, watch videos, um, see if that's really what you want to do. Uh, when I got started in the film, we didn't have the videos. We didn't have much. So it's like, um, yeah. oh, do I do this? <laughs> Uh, but 
asked the, uh, I mean, the way I got started was kind of weird in itself, but I would recommend um, talking to a paranormal team, see if you can join along on a case uh, mm. investigation with them. Good idea. But again, idea. like I said, I recommend looking into it first because you might not want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Especially if they're uh, with a team like with somebody like me that deals with the darker stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Know what you're getting into, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I mean, let's see. There's a place out here called Goatman's Ridge. It, the, there's been satanic warships out there. There was a person tossed off the bridge. Oh, wow. Um, by unseen force. Oh, wow. And I went out there by myself. <laughs> don't do that. I would recommend. What happened when uh, you were out there? Well, that was a big thunderstorm. I was out there to do a YouTube video. I was going to, I had a YouTube channel into the paranormal, which I still have up, but I haven't done anything lately with it. But there was a huge thunderstorm. So all I could do was wait till the rain stopped. I had somebody out there to interview, but they had to leave. So I couldn't <laughs> have them with me. But I was out there. A lot of people go out there, but um, I waited until the rain stopped. I did Facebook Live. So that way I had my uh, tripod and everything. I was filming the bridge and people were out there and they explained, told me about somebody being tossed over the bridge by unseen force. But Ooh. until they showed up, I was the only one out there. And I would not recommend that for anybody because if you're going into a dark location, you don't know what you're doing, you're gonna get hurt. Yeah. You had you had to use yeah. some of your 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 skills and whatnot to kind of calm the area down and kind of stay there. <laughs> Sounds I, like yeah. I was the I was there. I was gonna walk across the bridge. Um, I was gonna uh walk into the forest where people have said that there's been satanic worship and some darker stuff in the forest uh and film but like i said the thunderstorm kind of stopped that <laughs> yeah yeah maybe that's why it happened yeah that's very true <laughs> thunderstorm protected you yes. or, yeah <laughs> so well, um i knew it was gonna rain i knew that so <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in Tornado Alley, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We we got nice tornadoes here in Alabama up yeah, north too. We, yeah, we get them a lot. Um, but uh, Phil, I, I really want to thank you for being on the show, and it's just I, I love being on your show. Listeners, watchers, go check him out. He's awesome. And um, I would yeah. also like to thank my sponsor, Everclear. Ever our sponsor, Everclear. Everclear is an advice app where you get advice from psychics and empaths, so you can get the clarity you need to create the life you deserve. And lastly, I want to thank you, listeners. Thank you for listening. Misty, thank you. Please, thank you. <laughs> Phil, any last words for the listeners? Yeah, uh, again, they can uh, check out the show's website, Talking the Night. You can find all the social media links there, but I will mention I'm on Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Discord, and YouTube, and LinkedIn, I would say, but uh, <laughs> a personal networking thing. But uh, mainly Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Discord, and YouTube. 
and I will put all this in- <laughs> and I will put all this information in the description of the podcast so you can find him and his podcast and anything else all the many many myriad things he does and thank you so much again and y'all have a wonderful night evening day breakfast mm, 3 a.m wake up enjoy it thank you so bye. much bye, bye. <laughs>